Welcome to Breaking Barriers Project Institute Radio. We're on the air. Hey, Karen. How are you doing today? I'm doing, doing well. You let me know when we're on live. Yeah, we're on live right now. Okay. You can hear us. Well, I just wanted to start out by telling people that uh, you were one of the top vote getters in the history of the Washington uh, political scene and were formerly the chairman of the city council. And you and I went to school together. And you've had an illustrious career and you have a lot was curious about uh, your biography and and what you how you got here and and, and all that. Um, you want to tell us tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, let's get started at the kind of beginning. I'm I'm the product of two wonderful parents uh, who are from North Carolina uh, and Virginia. My dad was uh, was the son of a minister sharecropper, and he himself was a sharecropper. And my mother was from a large family. Uh, in Virginia, both moving to New York in the, I guess, the migration to look for work, and both ended up doing domestic work there for quite a while until uh, they had my brother, my my brother, James Walter Dixon, in uh, Portchester, New York, and then came to D.C. and uh, moved into what I call R, Anacostia River East, mm-hmm. on the, the uh, Shannon Place, the street that I presently live. We lived in a apartment building that was there uh, I then uh, we stayed there for quite a while going to school there Bernie and Douglas my brother and I both and we uh, we really got tied up a lot in in, in uh, activities at school and also uh, the church because my dad and mom both were churchgoers and my brother and I got involved uh, St. Uh, St. Philip's Church that was on Shannon Place in fact, we we built the made and, and built put together the first metal cross that was put on the top of that church, and we served as altar boys there and got our first exposure to politics. Really, uh, being involved in the Dyson Youth Movement, which was a the uh, a DMV uh, area uh, effort by youth, and my brother was the vice president, and I ended up becoming the president of that group movement, which was a, a regional wide effort. Uh, that was sort of our first effort in, I guess, broader politics. Uh, we also um, had a lot of things with school and Cub Scouting, and and uh, uh, we did. did a, they had one experience that we had our, 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 our pack met at Frederick Douglass's home. At that time, it was just uh, something owned, uh, con- maintained by a foundation, which uh, Mrs. Gregory, who's Frederick Gregory, the astronaut's mom, was the chair of. They made that into, uh, got the Park Service, as we know now, to make it a national shrine. But for us, we played on the, in the house and maybe even broke through things and actually uh, used the yard for tenting and camping and helped cut grass and push snow around. So we had a tie into Douglas's house at that time. Uh, we then kind of moved on, obviously, and from, from, from Douglas in the southeast, my brother and, and a lot of his friends and I went to McKinley Tech across the city uh, to be in an engineering school. That was our goal. Uh, and also got us you know, away from our, our, our roots in Anacostia, which is, a, I consider it a, a very strong village that was very supportive. We were uh, pinned in between two white communities that were really uh, very, uh, uh, I guess, middle-class communities. 
and in Congress Heights, which was all white, and uh, around the Anacostia um, School, Anacostia High School was all white. So we were between Good Hope Road and like, I guess the uh, um, Sumner Road was our area. And, uh, but we were very tight and support each other. Many professionals as well as laborers and middle class people worked and support each other there, which was a big thing for my brother and I. Uh, I finally, uh, going to McKinley behind my brother, he left as a marriage scholar and went to Penn State. And uh, I stayed uh, there and finally went into went to Howard and uh, decided I want to go to the Air Force Academy. And I uh, competed. And the second time I did in my junior year, I was accepted into the class of 67 there. And at that time, my brother was flying, navigating in the Air Force. He had graduated from, 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 from Penn State and he was the commander of the ROTC unit. They had the first black to command the largest Air Force ROTC unit in the country. Uh, and in fact, we got an award that we give you annually for him at Penn State in his name because he was lost in 64 in a plane crash uh, in the Philippines. At that time, I was uh, at the academy, and uh, I was a rough year. I, was, I entered in '63, and '64 that summer he died, and that didn't make it too good for me. So, along with my my inabilities, I had to leave the school on academics. Came back, finished up co- high school, I mean co- college, and got quite involved in the computer world, working as a systems engineer for RCA, developing software packages, and doing a lot of. Uh, uh, very interesting uh, um, uh, promotional work. We were head of a team called a the special group that worked directly under the president of the of RCA, uh, General Sarnoff, and about ten of us would travel all over the country working on special projects that were cr- cr- critical, uh, either in a proposal effort or writing software developing. I had a chance to write, get involved in writing the first DOS system for it, and a number of other programming packages that are used now. After that experience, I came back. I was married, of course, to Sharon Pratt, first love of my life, which lasted for about 14 years. Uh, and we're still good friends. But I came back with that marriage and uh, had two wonderful uh, grandchildren, uh, our children, Amy Dixon, who has one granddaughter who is 10 now and is fluent in French. She's in a French immersion school. Very well. And uh, my daughter, Amy, is now getting ready this year. This June, we'll get her a PhD uh, in cultural studies, which has been very hard road to hope, but she's doing well. Mm-hmm. Drew, my youngest daughter, is in, in, in Brooklyn with two grandchildren, Carlisle, named after her grandfather, and uh, Dixon, named after my family, but her name has been changed to Della. And they're doing fine. My oldest grandchild is, a young, is, is, is Della, who's 17 years old at this time. So I, that's been very, you know, it's been a kind of a interesting thing because I, I left the computer world and started in business and went to WTI and taught computer science for, for 10 years. Uh, actually, I was, was the first of five faculty members hired and I developed from scratch the uh, computer uh, uh, curriculum, book selection curriculum for the, 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 the academic uh, computer requirements. And I taught every class every class, every course, every class in the course, from assembly language to COBOL to Fortran to Argol to even operating the computer hands-on. So uh, that was a very exciting time and I enjoyed it a lot, one of my best jobs. Uh, then decided to run in politics and in 60, 60 I guess 58, uh, some, I ran for school board. I filed the first petitions in the city for this elected position. 
uh, and that was in both both at large and from Ward Five. Uh, I decided to go for five. I did, and ended up win- winning, being in the final uh, runoff, which I lost. And I always say it was sort of a blessing. Maddie Taylor beat me out. Still, we're good friends until she passed. And I uh, got a chance to go back to go to law school at GW, buy my first house, and start having children. And that was uh, very, very, very uh, helpful. I finally went back into politics and ran for Ward 4 City Council. It was an interesting time then, new government, and I didn't really intend to run for council. I intended to be a campaign worker or manager. I wanted to run for Cliff Alexander, but Cliffs wouldn't embrace me as a group. We call ourselves a referendum committee. And uh, so I went back and kind of thought about it. My supporters called me and said, you know, we want you to run for four. We're collecting up newspapers and bottles to get money raised for your campaign. So I said, well, I, I think that sounds good. So I did run and I was blessed and fortunate enough to be chosen as the first council member from Ward 4. Uh, and while I was at a council, I obviously brought my technology into play. Uh, I ended up uh, bringing, automating the budget system and making the council a, uh, try to make it an independent fiscal entity uh, and put in place the FMS system, which finally got us out of financial crisis and lasted for quite a while until after I left the council. And uh, then I actually I ran before I left for council chair and became the council chair and served in that position and enjoyed it. Uh, I left after being defeated of the chairman, which I couldn't understand. We never understand why we lose. But I, I, I uh, started uh, my business that I wanted to always do anyhow. And uh, ADA Inc., I already had started a company called MIS and done consulting and computer work for it. But I started my business, ADA Inc., and I, I was called by Marion to run to run the Taxicab Commission. So I left for a year and then ended up with two to set up the new Taxicab Commission in D.C. After that, I came back to my business and we were starting to get clients when doing well. And uh, I got a chance to then get connected to the Anacostia Coordinating Council. I brought Phil Pennell into that, who had worked for me on the council. I brought him from New York. He helped me on the council, and he stuck in the city. He was active, and he became exec director of ACC and still is. I uh, stayed with that for 30-some years, and my company, ADA Inc., with the resources we had, funded ACC totally. Staff, salaries, everything, for 30 years. And finally decided I need to kind of roll from that, let somebody else take on, keep sustainability, fill stage. And I ended up uh, making my uh, efforts back with my business to get it back on, on starting stronger again. And I'm still at that now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have had uh, multiple experiences and con- concurrent with all this stuff. I maintained my military after leaving the academy, Air Force Airman second class, honorably discharged. And then I got direct appointment to the Army as a captain and spent 23 years and retired as a full colonel in the in the Army. So I've had a very interesting, interesting uh, life, I think. And I've traveled to over 120 countries. I've been to every country in South America once or twice, all over Europe, all over Asia, Russia, uh, and then all up in the all, all Scandinavian countries, and even to uh, South, the South Pole. I've been on every continent on the globe and uh, would be in space if I could have been. So that's kind of, that's about me. Well, that's a very beautiful life. That's a wonderful life. And I want to thank you for the time you've given us uh, to add to the podcast that we're creating about biographies. And if in the future, we'll also have discussions about various things. 
but again, thank you very much, and uh, uh, we, we appreciate your contribution. And, well, I, uh, I, I know I was given 10 minutes. I'm not sure how well I did. Uh, I was speaking pretty fast, which is not uncommon for me, but I think what you're doing is a good thing for us to remember, folks. And uh, we're working now to try to get Togo West to be the name honored at the West School because he did a great thing. And he was very, very, very close to me, campaign managed for all of my campaigns and uh, chaired and uh, and actually incorporated, helped me incorporate my business. So Togo is very special, as, as those who know about him know. Well, he is special and we're going to have to do more for him even after this. Yep. Thank you, Karen, for what you're doing, man. Okay. Well, I appreciate and by the way, Karen Davis, you, you, I want to make sure people know that you started AE, AEDC. You were the first guy to put that together, and it's gone on since you, and uh, has been vital in, in east of the river, what I call R, Anacostia River East. We are Anacostia River East. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to do stories on that, too. But that's what we want to do is, is create something where we can let people know who we are, the barriers we've broken, and the contributions we're going to make and to give uh, insight and knowledge to the next generations. Yeah, I have one, one, one. I don't know if I can get this in or whether it's necessary, but I remember one incident in Southeast that I went to get my hair cut at a barbershop that's now located, was located where the big chair is. I sat in the chair, they put me up to get my hair cut, and I don't know what the word got to them that I didn't belong in the rest, in this barbershop, because it was a white barbershop, and the guy told me I'd have to leave because he couldn't cut my hair. So I didn't take it. I just left, got on my bike, and headed on back to the community that I, that, that community. <laughs> well, they, they 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 have lessons to learn. That's another story too. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you soon, and I appreciate it. Okay, and Karen. Then, uh, take care. Okay. Bye bye. And we'll be right back. We want to thank Arrington once again for his contributions to the city and to the world and for his ability to go back home by being the executive director of the Anacostia Coordinating Committee, ACC, which promotes the Anacostia area of Ward 8 in Washington, D.C. So he returned home. He brought it back. That's phenomenal. So we look forward to talking with you in the future or listening to you or having you listen to us and uh, have a great uh, remainder of your week. Thank you.